0: All will see how great is our God. His name is above all names, he's worthy of our praise. Songwriter said, Mighty are the works of his hands. I said mighty are the works of his hands. How great is our God, is our God, and all will see, how great. God We say mighty are the works of your hand. Can we say mighty are the works of your hand? Our creator, mighty all the works of your hand, our healer, mighty are the works of your hand. We say mighty. How great. Sing with me, sing with me. How great. And all will see. How great. How great. How great. great. All will see just how great. How great. a great God, he's a great God, he's a great God, we're right here in the place and a wonderful place to worship, come on, he's a great God, he's a great God, he's an awesome God, he's a wonderful God, he's a mighty God. Your name, and we praise your name. There's none like you, oh God. You are high and lifted up, oh God. You are King of kings and Lord of lords, oh God. Wonderful, God. Almighty God. We thank you for being our everlasting Father. We thank you for being our Prince of Peace. You're an awesome God. Hallelujah. Come on, right here, just give him a wave offering in the room. Just give him a wave offering. Hallelujah. Come on, from the depths of your belly, will you just whisper to the Lord and tell him he's a great God, he's a great God, he's a great God, he's a great God, he's a great God. God. He's a great God. He's a great God. I said he's a great God. He's an awesome God. He's a mighty God. He's an awesome God. He's a mighty God. And he's a good God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless your holy name. You know, we'll see. How great is our God, and all Hmm. will see just how great is our God, and all will see how great. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Mm. Yes, Lord, fill this room, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, saturate this place with your presence, fill us with your power, let us see you today, let us hear from you today, let us feel you today, let us us encounter you day. Why today? Yesterday is gone. We'll never see it again. Tomorrow is coming, but we don't know where we will find ourselves to be. So in this moment, Lord God, let us feel your power. Manifest yourself in this place, oh God. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord you, Lord. (sighs) On yesterday, I was tasked with Testament scripture as we laid my nephew to rest at the young age of 12 years. And I began to read 11th chapter of Matthew. Y'all give me 10 minutes and we'll go home. From the 28th verse, from the New Revised Standard Version, and it read, come to me. who all all of who you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens do this Jesus says, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn from me for I am gentle and Humble in heart. And in me, you will find rest. Thank you, Jesus. For your souls. For, verse 30, here's the key. This is the reward, if you will. For my yoke speaking of himself here, is easy, and my burden is light. I've been very familiar with this scripture for a long time never really studied it before this weekend and i found that a lot of us probably don't know the meaning behind Jesus's words here jesus when he in the 10th chapter called his disciples. He sat them down in a classroom. He told them what their assignment as his leading disciples would be. He gave them a mission. He gave them a purpose. Because that's what Jesus will do. He doesn't just call us. To be pew sitters. He doesn't just call us to wear a badge and a name tag. He calls us not to be served, but to serve. In other words, God is the employer. And the believers are the employees. And oftentimes, just as it is in the secular world, you might be asked to come in a little early. You might be asked to stay a little late. You may be tasked, watch this, with doing somebody else's work. You may even, watch this, be tasked with giving more work to do with seemingly less pay. But if God is the employer and God is able to supply all of my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, then I dare not focus on the work that I'm doing, but the one whom I'm doing the work for. Because every once in a while, my flesh causes me to focus more on what I'm doing and less on who I'm doing it for. And if I'm not careful, I will think that I'm doing it for you. If I'm not careful, I'll think I'm doing it for them. If I'm not careful, I will get upset because the church didn't reward me for my work. The the job didn't reward me for my work. They didn't tell me thank you for the money that I gave. They didn't pat me on the back for the hours that I stayed up praying. They didn't. Uh, Honor me. Watch this. For all the many calls that I made at the homes and the hospitals and the jails and the nursing facilities, if I'm not careful, I will forget that it's not about what I'm doing, but who I'm doing it for. When I focus on who I'm doing it for, then I'm less concerned about whether the man says thank you or whether the woman pats me on the back because I know if God has called me to it and you never tell me thank you, there's a reward that I receive if not on this side, the other side. I've got to have my mind in the right place. That living this life, living this life I've got to be careful because my flesh is weak, which is why my spirit must always remain willing. Because in this life, we we, 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 we are under, watch this, even in this grace age, we are still under, I'm going to say this and I'm going to get in a lot of trouble, we're still under the law. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We New Testament. The law no longer exists. The devil and his great-great-grandmother is alive. Jesus didn't come to destroy the law. He came to fulfill the law. So to say that the law no longer exists or that the New Testament church is no under the law, watch this. It means that sin is allowed. Now, while sin happens, sin has not ever been allowed. And the reason why sin is not allowed is because there's a what? A law in place that says that we shall not sin. Now, because of this law, here, here here's, here's what I like about Jesus, because when Jesus came to fulfill the law, he came to make the burden of the law lighter. He came to make the burden of the law lighter because they began with a simple list of ten instructions. But over the course of time, men couldn't, Handle themselves very well. So they went from ten to a hundred to four hundred to six hundred. And now we've got all these rules and regulations that we've got to carry. And and if I'm not careful, watch this. I will place a burden on the people and make them responsible for carrying out every single one of these laws because some teach that if you break even the least of these, hell will be your destination. That's a heavy burden because not only am I responsible for making sure I maintain the law, but I've got to, in order for me to maintain the law, I've got to know what the law, can you Imagine sitting down and having to learn 600-plus laws, rules, and regulations. Most of us can't get by with the original 10. And Jesus, doing this, he shows up on the scene and he says, I didn't come to, to, uh, to get rid of the law. I came to fulfill the law, and I'm going to fulfill the law this way. I'm going to give you a new commandment. This writing in Matthew is more about the fact that the Pharisees, who are the church leaders, the scribes, the law leaders, the ones responsible for teaching to the people, they have placed a heavy burden on the people. Watch this. It's interesting because the very laws that they were trying to enforce on the people, they were also very famous for breaking themselves. While Paul told us to work out your own souls right. okay. salvation, That's right. so Jesus shows up on the scene and he says, "You know, y'all, y'all are y'all are trying way too hard. I'm gonna, let me make this easy for you. I'll give you a commandment: love one another. Well." You don't know what they said about me. Y'all know how we like to make excuses. You don't know, Jesus, how they made me feel. Jesus, you don't know what it was like when they stabbed me in my back and slapped me in my face. That's how we talk to Jesus. That's how we talk to Jesus. And Jesus returns back by saying three words, love, one, another. What I like about that is it didn't come with any specifications except for one, except for one. He didn't say love the ones that you agree with. He didn't say love the ones that look like you. He didn't say love the ones that are nice to you. He didn't say love the ones at your church. He said love one another. And he gave us one stipulation. He says love one another as, as, as I have loved you. What that B clause does is that gets rid of your excuses. I know y'all mad now because you ain't got no more excuses. It's fine. It's all right. He says, love your neighbor, love one another as I have loved you. So then the question becomes, well, how has he loved us when I was sinking deep in sin? He loved me. When he told me to go right and I went left, he loved me. When he told me to sit down and I stood up, he still loved me when I when I stood up and he told me to sit down, he still loved me. When he said, be quiet, and I kept talking, he still there were times, watch this, where Jesus should not have liked us, but he still loved us. In fact, he loved me so much. That while I was yet in sin, he had got up off of his throne, he had came down to this earth, he had placed himself in the womb of a virgin named Mary, he lived 33 some years, he had got up on a cross, he bore the stripes for my sins, he had put on a crown of thorns, and he had died. in the world doing everything I thought I was big and bad enough to do. Wouldn't tell him yes when he asked me yes. Wouldn't go where he told me to go. He still loved me. And that's how I'm responsible for loving one another. He says, I'm going to make this thing easy on you. Marriage. You and your brother can be unequally old. You and your father, your mother, your sister can be unequally yoked. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And you'll be surprised how many unbelievers are right here in the church. Because we like to look at stuff on paper. It looks good on paper. then when it's time to actually bring that thing to fruition, now you're like, whoa. What, what, what have I gotten myself into? Make it plain. Yes. Do not be unequally yoked. Amen. Amen. Your yoke should be easy. Yes. Your burden should be light. That's a good question for you to ask yourself. Has this yoke been easy? Is this burden light? We like to sing songs about how he lifts our heavy burdens. He lifts the heavy ones, but he doesn't remove the burden. You're always going to have a burden, but the burden is supposed to be light. If I'm doing what he's called me to do, my burden is always going to be light. It gets heavy when I start to do my own thing. It's uneasy when I decide to go on my own path. When I can look at sickness and be and feel light about it, that means that the sickness did not come unto death, but it came so that the glory of God can be seen. When I look at loss of family members and loved ones and I realize how light I feel that means I understand that this is the Lord's doing and it still is marvelous in my be burdened by the law, for allowing us not to be burdened by the storms that rage in our lives, for allowing us not to be weighed down and distressed by trials and tribulations that you assign us to go through. We thank you. That at any given time, we can just turn and come to you. Because it's in you that we will find rest. It's not in the bottle. It's not in the lascivious living. It's not in the casino. It's not in the bar. It's in you that we'll find rest. Not just for our bodies, but for our souls, for our spirit, for our minds. Help us, O God, to know how to come to you. For even as you did with the prodigal son, remind us that your arms are always open to us, that we can always come home where the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on, that we don't have to struggle with this life in the world, but that we can always come to you when we are weak, when we are weary, when we are heavy laden, burdened by the cares of this life, we can come to you where we are able to find rest. Help us, O God, to lay down our yoke, to lay down our burdens, and to take on us your yoke, which is easy, your burden, which is light. Help us to learn of you, as you say in this scripture this morning, to learn that you are always with us, that you'll never leave us, that you'll never forsake us, that you love us when we're unlovable, that you'll keep us when we shouldn't be kept, that you'll heal us when we're sick in our bodies, that you'll tell us to run on and see what the end is going to be, that you'll prop us up on every leaning side, that you'll remind us that you have gone to prepare a place for us, that where you are, we may be also. Help us, oh God, to learn of you, for you are gentle and humble at heart. Help us to be gentle. Help us to have enough humility to recognize that we can't do this without you. That we need you to hold our hand and guide our feet while we run this race. Because we'll get tired, we'll get fatigued, we'll get uh, worried, we'll get stressed. But help us to be reminded that you're right there with us with an easy yoke and a light burden. that you're able to give us rest for our soul. I pray on this morning, oh God, for everyone under the sound of my voice who feels like they must carry a burden. I pray for some grandparent who has been burdened over a grandchild Pray for some mother, some father who has been distressed by some son, some daughter. I pray for some brother who is concerned about a sister, a sister who is uh, in, 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 in consumed by the love for her brother. That she feels, that he feels that they must carry this heavy burden. Remind them that the burden is supposed to be light. And that when it becomes heavy, they are walking in an assignment that was never meant for them to walk in. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for freedom. Hallelujah. That only comes by your spirit. Because if you have assigned it to us, then it shall not be hard. It shall not be difficult. It shall be easy if we focus on what we're doing and who we're doing it for. Remind us, oh God, even in this moment, watch this, that even as we seek your face to help mold ourselves, to to change us and to reshape us into what you would have us to be, that even in the discomfort of you you changing us from Abram to Abraham, from Sarai to Sarah, from Saul to Paul, From Levi to Matthew, help us, O God, even as you transition us to understand that what you're doing, though it might be uncomfortable, though there might be some pain, though there might be some lonely days and some dark nights, remind us that you're doing it for us to bring advancement to your kingdom. I thank you, God, for those under the sound of my voice who have been carrying the wrong yoke. I pray that they lay it down today. For those who have been carrying heavy burdens, I pray that they lay them down today. For those that have been worried, stressed, oppressed, and depressed pray that they'll lay it down today, that they'll be reminded that the joy of the Lord is their strength. Do it for them as you have done it for so many others. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, if there be anyone in this room, if there be anyone who's watching online who needs to make that ever so important decision to give their life to you, will you send them now to this altar? God, if they're watching online, will you cause their fingers to move on the keyboard to say, it's me, it's me, it's me. Oh, God, you'll call our name one day. And we want to be sure that heaven is our destination. We want to make sure that not only is it our destination, but it's our brother's destination. It's our sister's destination. Destination. It's our enemy's destination. It's our neighbor's destination. It's our co workers' destination. So help me to be a living epistle for someone who doesn't know you in the pardon of this sin, that they will see you in me and come running crying, What must I do to be saved? What must I do to have this God? the head of my life, to have this Jesus to come into my heart, to have this Holy Spirit live and dwell in me. Let us be a shining example and a living epistle of who you have called us to be. Thank you, Lord.